My name's Tom and welcome to my race chinwag. For every single Formula One race this year, pre and post race, we'll be talking all about it live on YouTube, but this is the audio only version just for your nice, cute little ears. Give us a like, five star, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening, and let's crack on. Welcome everyone. We are live. Roll intro for some very exciting news. Yes. It's happening. It's happening. Been, it's been it's Miami. It was kind of mentioned in the background. Aston Martin Honda. Rumours have been there. No smoke without fire. It is confirmed. It is confirmed. Aston Martin will be running Honda engines from 2026 onwards. Let's talk about it, shall we? Thank you all for coming. Thank you, uh, Squiffs here. Nick, 11 Street King, Cybo. Carol Baskin, Puggy, Thomas, Levs, Mahad, Snowman, Thomas, Bryson, TKF1, Lorenus, Gregor, Matthew, Samuel, Olivier, Sanima, Dominic, Savannah, David, Sox, Pepe, Suprogino, Jeremy, Daniel, Artas, Traztec, Dre, Levi, Josh, Bonus, Watermelon, Sugar, Algis, Tim, Max, Drew, Cena. Thank you all for coming. Thank you all for joining me live. Thank you all for listening to this audio only after the fact. And thank you everyone watching after the fact. Um, I'm wearing McLaren top. Didn't really think that through, did I? But there we go. I don't actually... I used to have a green top dinner. My Vans long sleeve with little um, yellow bits on the edges. But I got shot of that because I didn't like it anymore. Hello, multiviewer. Welcome. Thank you for coming as well. Um, yes, you are a celebrity, Drew. You've made it. You've made it. You've made it. Look, this is not a drill. Honda will be supplying Aston Martin with engines from 2026 onwards. It is confirmed. It is confirmed. Um, shall we have a little look at the Aston Martin press release? This this released at like uh, four in the morning UK time because it was part of Honda's... Um, Honda did a thing. They did a... What, the, what do you call it? Like a a thing when they talk about the company. <laughs> What's wrong with me? I can't think of the word. <laughs> and they uh, they dropped the news that Aston Martin will be entering a works partnership press conference. There we go, Ali. Thank you, Jordan. Yep, press conference. That's what that's what I couldn't think of because I'm an idiot. Um, Twenty works partnership with Honda from 2026. Another piece of the puzzle slots into place. Aston Martin, Aramco, Cognizant Formula One team. <coughs> Long word. Name. Long name. Um, we're not going to talk about anything else today, by the way. McLaren livery and all that can wait for tomorrow's pre-race chinwag for the Monaco Grand Prix. All right? No spoilers. This is this is exclusively, we're going to talk just about Aston Martin on this one. It might not be the longest, but I just wanted to get your thoughts and opinions on it as well whilst it's fresh. So, um, Japanese manufacturer will supply power units to the team from 2026, which are compliant with the new F1 power unit regulations that come into force this year. So, there was also murmurings kind of, I think Aston Martin were considering making their own engines from scratch. Um, obviously, that's not happening here. It's it's Honda. You never know. Maybe down the line, um, Aston Martin would still consider making their own power units. I'm thinking maybe twenty twenty nine, twenty thirty. Um, 
because you know with Lawrence Stroll's ambitions with that team, I wouldn't be surprised if he wants to bring it all in house at some point. Um, Trastech, thank you for the two dollars by the way. Do you think Nando is still in the team by then? Fernando will be forty four by twenty twenty six. So we'll we'll poll. You know what? Actually, we'll get a poll going now for that. Um, we'll get a poll going now for that. Do you think Fernando Alonso will still be at AM by the by twenty twenty six? Yes or no? Simple, simple yes or no. Simple yes or no. Do you think Aston Martin Fernando Alonso will still be at Aston Martin by twenty twenty six in order to? Because obviously, currently they're running Mercedes engines. They will be for the rest of this season, for all of next season, and for all of season after that. 2026 onwards, that's when they're jumping into bed with Honda. So, what do you think? Because that's what's more important. It's not what I think. It's what you think. Okay. Um, right, what else have we got in here? So, uh, significant increase in development electrical player, 100% sustainable fuel, um, supplied by Aramco. So, yeah, it'll be... Aramco will be working with <clears throat> Honda to make all of the... You know, like you've got Patronus. They use Patronus at the minute still, I think. Um, because of the Mercedes power unit, um, but they'll be using Aramco fuels and lubricants and all that stuff. Um, a lot of this is just going to be Waffle, Global Titan, very good. Um, oh, is I thought this is Lance, sorry, it's Lawrence. Um, let's welcome Honda and Honda HRC, Global Titan, blah, blah, blah. Um, Pinnacle Sustainable Racing Series, which is in line with Honda, blah, 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 blah. Um, is there anything really interesting or new that we don't really already know? Honda has the utmost respect for the FIA. That's a bit of a weird sentence, isn't it? Honda has the utmost respect for the FIA, which made a bold decision to introduce these new and challenging regulations to ensure the sustainability of both racing activities and global environment for the Formula One group, which has been enhancing brand value of F1. <coughs> Goodness me, that's a mouthful, isn't it? Um, <laughs> there's our Whitmarsh. Obviously, Martin Whitmarsh was part of McLaren when McLaren Honda first got back together. And obviously, in the initial period, it was, you know, things hadn't gone wrong. Fernando hadn't thrown the relationship under the bus, and it wasn't just Fernando, of course. Um, <laughs> things hadn't gone wrong when Whitmarsh was still there. So I'm sure he played a part, his pre-existing uh, relationship with, with Honda to at least some extent, right? Um, ambitious plans, blah, blah, blah. Look, ultimately, you can... I'm not going to read all of this. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 not, I'm not reading that. I'm not reading that. Look, at the end of the day, if Aston might want to challenge... Um, for a world championship, then the idea of challenging but also being a um, customer, uh, engine customer, is 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 considered to be like untenable, right? That's not considered to be like a realistic um, approach to winning a title. It's like you need your own architecture, you need your own engine, you need that control. And it's a works engine deal. Let's have a look at the poll. I want to see what you lot think in regards to fun. Because I do have a few questions. I do have a few questions I wanted to get your thoughts on. 
um, for this. So, do you think Fernando Alonso will still be at Aston Martin by 2026? 47% of you are saying yes. 54% of you are saying no. Interesting. Red Bull and Renault. Red Bull and Renault is an example of uh, when that did work, but Renault weren't in F1 at the time, were they? They weren't, were they? When when Vettel and um, Red Bull were winning titles, Red Bull um, Renault was supplying the engine, but Renault bought out Kate. What, what team? Did... I'm, I'm 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 I've confused myself. They bought out Lotus, didn't they? Yeah, 2010 they were. 2010 they were, and then they bought out Lotus. Um, I always get Lotus and Caterham mixed up, even though Lotus was really good and Caterham was trash. Um, yeah, it was 2016, wasn't it? That's it. Um, yeah, so Fernando, look, at the end of the day, right, Fernando is a an exception to the rule. He's keeping himself in great shape. His level is right up there. And only time will tell how long he can go on for, how long he can continue to achieve these levels. Again, unless he does fuse with technology and become AI Alonso, then maybe, right? If anyone can, it's Fernando. Um, But yeah, it's a huge ask for him to still be like, not just to, to still be able to race, because, you know, could Fernando Alonso race a Formula 1 car at 44? Yes. But to still be competitive, to still have that killer instinct and that edge and that instinctive reaction, it's a huge ask. But if anyone can do it, it's him. He is built different. He is built different. So, yeah, it, it's... um. Time will tell. Time will tell ultimately. And also in Honda's kind of press release, they they addressed the whole, you know, beef between them and Fernando. Because I mean, it was them who they blocked Fernando from running Honda engines, didn't they? When he was doing um, Indy five hundred, because he'd uh, they <laughs> he disrespected them so much. Because obviously, a lot of the um, the way a, a Japanese company operates, um, like Honda, it's. You know, from my understanding, and I think Whitmarsh talked about this, it's it's a lot built on kind of respect, and it's very different to what what's kind of acceptable is very different to how the West conducts itself. Um, so I think having that understanding of the nuances of that kind of relationship, which Whitmarsh does, is important and and probably played a a big part in getting this deal over the line. So. Um, yeah, like if anyone can, Fernando. <sighs> Alongside Stroll. The thing, right, you've got to say, I don't know how the Aston Martin board is is weighed up, right? I don't know how much influence Honda is going to have. Honda have said they're going to have no influence on the drivers. You've got to wonder, if if this all works and if this all comes to be, whether it's tenable for Stroll to continue in that seat, and I'm talking about Lance. Look, Lance has improved significantly, I think. I think Lance is a very good F1 driver. You look at, say, 2008. Hamilton won the championship by a point over Felipe Massa. Heike Kovalainen got one win and 
1P2 and 1P3 all season. He only got on the podium three times. Finished like seventh. Right. McLaren didn't win the Constructors. Ferrari won the Constructors that year because Raikkonen still got a lot of points. What's... Stroll being as far off Fernando as he is does not inhibit Fernando challenging for a title. If anything, yeah, it, maybe Stroll can't back him up quite as much as if he was closer, but you're not going to get Stroll fighting with Fernando. At least, look, I mean, maybe Lance will continue to develop in the next few years. We don't know. But there is a lot to, there's a lot to argue that actually this kind of works, right? You've got that clear number one, two dynamic that I always bang on about being so important if you want to fight for a championship. And if the sport gets as competitive as we hope it will be, where you could have four or five teams with a car capable of winning races, then, you know, not tripping over your teammate, not taking points away from each other is important. Maybe it is 2-1-2. Two, two. Maybe it is Rez. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's too, uh, what, what does that, what's the optimum gap, right? This is where I feel like Leclerc and science is kind of the optimum because yes, science has more points, but Leclerc has been out performing science so far this year. Yes, Leclerc's made his mistake. I'm just talking in terms of performance. Leclerc's been the quicker driver. He's been the quicker qualifier and he's got two, three tenths on science most weekends. And I think that's about right where it kind of keeps Carlos Sainz close enough that on the odd occasion he will be up there and he will be like motivated and won't feel disheartened by being so far back. But at the same time, you know, he's not treading on Charles' toes too much. And if that Ferrari could fight for a championship, then he's not going to get in the way. Schumacher and Barrichello were perfect. What was the gap, Schumacher Barrichello? Because I feel like that was a significant gap, Schumacher Barrichello. Like, Average qualifying. I, I don't know. I've, I've not looked into that. I'm not sure. Um, I would be interested to know. Definitely. It is literally 50-50 on the poll, isn't it? Half and half split between whether you think Fernando Alonso would still be Aston Martin. It, it doesn't seem to make sense, yet you could also see it. You could definitely see it. Um, Hamilton Bias was the ideal team pairing to win championships. It was. Exactly. What Bottas would out-qualify Hamilton 30% of the time. I worked it out. Through their entire tenure as teammates, I think Bottas' best average was 35%. His lowest was like 20, 25%. He averaged out about 30% of the time, which is significant. That's like three in every 10 Grand Prix, Bottas would out-qualify Hamilton. That's not like... Stroll's not out-qualified Fernando once and he's not looked particularly close. So, yeah, I, I, I think I think this is motivation more than ever, right? A, a works relationship for, for Fernando to make sure, all right, not, not that he isn't already, by the way, because he clearly is, but to be like, right, I need to make sure I'm here and I'm ready and ignore that number that's on my driving license, right? I need to make sure I'm here and ready because... There is a very, very, very good possibility that this team and this car can give they can give me a package that I haven't had for so long to fight for a championship. And that will be more motivation than ever. Not that again Fernando needs any more, but you know. Tony Canal is 48 and still racing IndyCar, so Nando is 44, definite possibility. 
That is true. I mean, to be fair though, Chris, Indy 500 is what Kanan does, right? Does he do Does he do the rest of the championship, Kanan? I'm not sure. I, I thought he just did Indy 500. Like, Sato just does 500, right? You do get certain drivers in, in Indy car that do. And the physical demands of Formula 1 are are something else like yes obviously indy you're av- what 230 plus um you're averaging around a lap based off qualifying which is insane it's a different challenge for sure again it, it's to ask him to be able to keep up with your leclerc's your verstappen's your russell's your norris's it's, it's a huge ask but if anyone can do it it's fernando so we'll see we'll see we shall see um who do we who do we reckon the the combination? What what kind of exciting combination driver combinations are we thinking for twenty twenty six? Because obviously, what Honda does bring is a potential connection to Yuki Tsunoda, to Aomi Uwasa, just to name a couple. Obviously, there is that Red Bull Honda connection right now, um, and Tsunoda and Uwasa aren't just Honda HRC athletes but they are also Red Bull Juniors this does certainly open up a consideration here right we've got Alonso Yuki Stroll Yuki Vettel Alonso Vettel Vettel coming back imagine the two the two old timers because Vettel would be about what 39 by then or something wouldn't he Um, Stroll and Bottas oh Stroll and Bottas oh that is a driver pairing I cannot get excited about, I'll be honest. Um, Drogovic and Awasa. Drogovic and Awasa. That's an interesting one, Sam. I like that. Awasa Drogovic, yeah. Um, Audi's apparently Iron Vettel, we'll see. Uh, yeah, because look, again, again, there's that cross-pollination there. Um, who knows? Who knows? I mean, Honda, Honda like to have um, drivers, you know, historically in F1, they've always liked to have drivers as part of their kind of talent pool and they've tried to you know help Japanese drivers come through and get a shot in Formula 1 would that be the case this time hard to say for sure but um, it's exciting man it's, it's, it's an exciting time for Aston Martin it is and you know what Lawrence put his money where his mouth is and compared to some of these huge manufacturers like Alpine um, Renault of course has certainly delivered the goods and, and got the right personnel in and produced a fantastic F1 car. The trajectory is really positive, really strong, isn't it? So we will see. I did want to ask um, another question though, because part of what makes this deal so appealing and they've you know worded it in the press release as a works deal is that it's an exclusive deal. So... Aston Martin moving away from Mercedes, can't win a championship as a customer, right? Blah, blah, blah. More control of the architecture, exactly fine. Does this mean that we won't be seeing a Honda Formula 1 team? Because surely, if Honda were now to go on and purchase AlphaTauri, for example, which would make a lot of sense, because they already have a relationship with AlphaTauri, having worked with them when they were Toro Rosso, um before they became AlphaTauri and before Red Bull took the Honda engines, they used AlphaTauri as, or Toro Rosso as the, the test bed almost. That makes sense, right? 
That makes sense. But the whole point of Aston Martin signing with Honda is that it's just our engine, surely. Like, no one else is using it. I guess unless... What I'm saying is, if Honda started their own team, then surely they just that just puts Aston Martin back in the same situation they are now with Mercedes. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, the whole point of getting a Honda is not being a customer. So then if Honda become their own team by buying AlphaTauri, then I think maybe that this does, unfortunately, which makes me quite sad because I was really hopeful for a Formula One team, for a Honda Formula One team, that does potentially close the door on that, right? Because then it wouldn't be a works team any longer, which is kind of sad. Because I would love to have seen a Honda Formula One team um, instead of AlphaTauri. Because then also the you know Sonoda's already there, Awasa's, you know then Red Bull would have to make a decision about Awasa. Do they keep him as a Red Bull junior? Do they let him go to Honda? Yeah, I mean, um, so that's the kind of one down. It, It for me, this takes Honda now off of the table as potential suitors to purchase. Alpha Tauri. Obviously, yeah, you've got Andre Cadillac, Cadillac, you've got Hyundai, you've got lots of different um, names knocking about potentially to buy, right? But yeah, I think this takes it off the table, which is a bit of a shame. But we'll see. So, you see, yeah, we've got, so we've got, what is it, right? So we've got Red Bull Ford, we've got Ferrari, Ferrari, we've got Ren- Alpine, Renault. Um, we've got Mercedes, Mercedes, we've got Aston Martin, Honda, we've got Sauber, Audi, right? Um, Who else have we got? Um, I'm just thinking who, so, so, right, so the independents are Williams, Williams, McLaren, Alpha Tauri, because they're a customer team technically, the customer teams, are, uh, yeah, the customer teams are McLaren, Williams, AlphaTauri, and why do, why do I always forget one? Haas, Ugh, idiot. I always forget one team. So there's there's four in the, there's four there's four customer teams left now, basically. So it'd be interesting to see how many of them do become because you think McLaren, it would be in their best interest to. Look, you can say this about all, all these teams, right? It's their best interest not to be a customer anymore. Um, Williams. The, f- the thing is, they're all Mercedes customers at the minute. Does, you've got to think as 2026 comes along, if we've got, say, well, there's six different engine suppliers now, you know, from 2026, like some suppliers are going to do well, some are going to flop. Relative, of course, um, you're going to have a stronger. You're going to you're going to have some people name it. They're not all going to be carbon copy engines, are they? So that's kind of the whole point of having different suppliers. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know what what McLaren do because what, does anyone else remember? Which other brands? Because Honda were one of the brands who signed up their interest for the engines for 2026, right? 
I remember that being a thing. Are there any other brands who put their hat in the ring but aren't yet confirmed? Do you know what I mean? Because obviously you've got Andre Cadillac, which was Porsche in there. Right, okay. But then Porsche have already said they're... So yeah, may maybe McLaren Porsche. Maybe McLaren Cadillac. If Andretti Cadillac doesn't get over the line, but, but GM still want to be involved in F1. Then... But then obviously... Andretti Cadillac actually wanted Renault engines, didn't they? That was the plan. That was that was the plan to run actually Renault, so it wouldn't have been a GM engine. Yeah, it, it's it's hard to know what, you know, because Haas is so close to Ferrari. I can't see that changing. I can't see that one changing. Alpha Tauri will use Red Bull powertrains unless they're sold. Of course they will. So those two are kind of off the table. Williams and McLaren, obviously particularly McLaren, have very high ambitions. But can they achieve those ambitions with a Mercedes in the back? Can they, can they achieve those ambitions with, you know, an Audi or a Honda in the back? Well, they would still be customers. Doesn't fundamentally change that. So, yeah. It 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 would take it would take another, you know, it, will we eventually get to the stage where there's ten different engine suppliers for ten different teams? Perhaps. I mean, it's over half the grid now. That's the thing. It's over half. So, McLaren Audi would be vibes. Well, McLaren, Audi did want to buy McLaren, didn't they? That was their apparently their initial kind of scope out. But we'll see. We'll see. Right. Okay. I think I think we've we've covered everything. Um, you lot in the poll. It's still fifty fifty between Fernando um, staying and not being in twenty twenty six. Only time will tell. Again, this this potentially does take Honda off um, the table now as a, as a suitor for Alpha Tauri um, because it's a work deal. The whole point is that it's exclusive. So that is a bit of a shame, but but never mind. Never mind. Um, right. I'm going to wrap it there. Uh, post uh, pre-race chinwag for the Monaco Grand Prix tomorrow. We'll talk all about nice new McLaren liveries. We'll all talk about everything else that's going on because there's a good little bit of news knocking around. But I'll keep this one short and concise and to the point. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment. Actually, if you got this far and you're either in live chat or you're uh, watching this after the fact, Go to the comments if you got this far and write the words um, I've got a book here called uh, Homo Deus. Write this. Write, write this in the uh, comments. And then I know that you've um, you've got to the end. Okay. Bit of engagement. Love it. Right. Cheers, everyone. Stay safe. Be well. Be happy. Stay hydrated. And I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.